Okay, let's talk about how to build financial wealth, uh, financial freedom. It comes from owning assets, particularly businesses, right? Build or buy equity in a business. As Naval talks about in this chapter in his book, The Almanac of Naval, A Guide to Wealth and Happiness. You can actually get a free copy, uh, Google it, Google the title plus PDF. You'll find a free copy. That's actually something you should start with any book. If you're trying to find a book before you buy it, if you're the type to read on a screen, get the PDF first. You can probably find it. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a book that you absolutely should read. Okay, look, you can really get it free on Kindle Unlimited. Well, if you sign up for Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, that is. Uh, still a bestseller to this day for a reason. I'm pretty sure it's like 25 years old. It's probably something I should reread, though it's very basic. So once you get the basic idea down, you don't really need to read again. But if you haven't read it and if you don't understand the basic idea of buying assets and then using assets to pay for liabilities in your lifestyle, like that core thing, and then how to actually define assets and liabilities, that's the most important part of the book. You should definitely read that. So let's go back to Kindle right here. If you want to become financially free and wealthy, you have to buy equity or or build business is a business or businesses, right? If you don't own a piece of a business, you don't have a path towards financial freedom. Now, there was one exception here, and that is buying Bitcoin because we are at such a unprecedented time in human history and Bitcoin is still so early, so new from where it's going to be that if all you did was work a nine to five and funnel like 10% of your savings into Bitcoin, every month, uh, you know, within three to five years, you'll be financially free. I, I 110% believe that. Okay. So that's part of my strategy, but that's a new paradigm and there's a lot of unknowns still, and there's going to be a lot of volatility and whatever. So this video is about buying and, and or building businesses. You know, again, you can also just invest this way, right? Investing in stocks or investing in real estate, et cetera. This is the traditional way of building wealth and it's going to remain true for a very long time okay now i guess i could go into all the different ways to do this maybe i'll list out a few of those and I'll also talk about my business and what i've done uh, but i really want to keep this focused on the basic idea and that basic idea is this every day you wake up you're probably doing something to generate revenue income and you're probably doing something to spend some revenue, whether it's rent, food, water use, electricity, right? At the end of your month, every single month, you have what's left over, your net, okay? Your net is your income minus expenses, net. That would be your net profit. If you were a business, this would be your cash flow statement, your net profit, okay? What does that number say? And what does it look like? Is it green, meaning it's above zero? Or is it red? with a negative sign in front and it's below zero. If you don't first know that, then you have, I mean, as of right now, you have no plan for financial freedom. Or, I mean, I guess maybe you do. You, you can be in the red some months and still be building businesses and doing things like that. So like, okay, yeah, I get that. There are some, there are some exceptions here, but if you're not in one of those exception buckets and you're just living your life and you have some income and you have expenses and maybe have a little bit of stuff saved away, maybe have some assets, maybe own some things, but then every month you are going into the red or you're not really sure if you're going to the red or not, right? 
you don't actually have a plan for growing your wealth. And on any given month, you might actually take away from your wealth. You might go more into the red. You might become poorer rather than richer, right? If you're watching this video or listening to this, I'm assuming you want to become financially free or at least better off financially. There's not really any sane human on the planet that doesn't want to do that. So I'm going to assume that, right? When you get that first step down, that foundational principle of what is my net left over every month? And then you got to figure out next step two, how to allocate it. Okay. There's a lot of ways to do this. You could just go straight Vanguard index fund investing, investing like the S&P 500. You could go straight into Bitcoin as we talked about, uh, but for the sake of this video slash podcast, we're talking about uh, businesses, assets. So, you know, you buy stocks. A lot of people are doing that right now, especially in the age of Robinhood. But you're going to pay a price for that. I mean, you can definitely grow if you are patient and you can definitely build wealth that way for sure. It's going to take probably 10 years minimum to do that. But again, keep it simple. What's left over every month? Your net, right? Should be in the green. So it should be a, a, a pile of money. And then you move that money into assets. You buy and acquire assets. And so the real fundamental first principle here to brand into your brain is to become somebody that buys and owns assets, okay? Not sells assets. Now, you might sell assets from time to time. But the rich get wealthy by buying assets, holding them for the lo a long time. They produce income and appreciation. And then as they grow, instead of selling that asset to bring out some of their equity, some of the value they have stored in that asset, they actually go to a bank and say, hey, Mr. Bankman, I got this asset worth X dollars. Do an appraisal on it. And then give me a low interest loan. Give me that money. And guess what? That's a tax-free event. When you leverage a piece of at property, okay, whether it's real estate, even Bitcoin, I have literally loaned out against my Bitcoin right now. You pay a bank a percentage rate to get that money out. And then you have that cash that you can use ideally to buy other assets. And then you buy other assets and then that produces income. That income helps pay off the debt service that, of the loan you took out against the other asset. That other asset is also growing and spinning out cash flow, right? And then you do it again and it grows and it grows. And it's like the most amazing thing ever. And this is why the majority of wealth, like the overwhelming majority of wealth that's been generated has been in real estate because it just does this so simply. People always need somewhere to live and or be, you know, there's only, uh, there's a fixed amount of space on earth and we're not making any more of it really. I guess if you go vertical, you make some some more of it, but then even then the land underneath is going to be highly valued uh, if somebody's going to buy and put a large building on it, right? So let's, again, keep this simple and focused. This will be part one. Uh, you'll probably be listening to this on the Better Finance Podcast, but I'm also going to post it to the Better Human Podcast because, again, the whole Better Human Podcast network is going to be different shows in different buckets, different categories that have their own feeds on a specific topic. And then they'll also be posted to the main feed to make sure that it gets in front of your eyeballs. Uh, and so if you want more like this, make sure you're on the newsletter, column.coach, subscribe there, find the other feed. So find the finance feed, the Better Finance, subscribe to that. I'm only going to be putting out content on these sub feeds whenever I have something really important to say or a really big idea or a really big first principle. This is not going to just be interviews of random nonsense, always feeling like I need to put out a show just to be on some schedule. No, I will literally post a show once every six months if I have to, if I only have something good to say after I've done 20 or 30 shows. All right. So the foundational principles here 
are you figure out what your net is every month because you are a business, right? You have income, you have outflow and you have profit and then you have balance sheet, which is your assets. Every human is a little mini business with a mini balance sheet and a mini cash flow statement. You got to figure out what you have left over every single month. Then you take that and you figure out where to allocate that. All right. Now in 2021, as I record this, if you just let it go into your bank account and sit there, you're taking a big gamble, a very big gamble. And at the very least, your money's wasting away. Your purchasing power is wasting away. The government is stealing from you. It's known as the silent tax. It's called inflation. If you don't understand it, well, I'll have a whole episode on this. And I'm I, I, like, I have so much that I need to actually cover on this topic. I have all these notes that I'm working through and I'm trying to organize and I'm going to do probably like a multi-part series on this because I think it's so important. The thing about Bitcoin is most people don't really understand Bitcoin or buy into Bitcoin until they really understand fiat inflation and, you know, the, the U.S. federal dollar, federal reserve system. And when they see how absurdly corrupt, broken, and just larcenous that is, I don't even know if that's a word, larceny, larcenous, then they go and they think, well, how do I protect myself? And they look at maybe gold, maybe they look at silver, and that has a lot of pros and cons. And I've bought both of them, those over the years. I sold most of my gold. I still have some silver. I like silver. It's a very industrial metal, so it's got tons of uses. And it is a nice, you know, physical thing. I got this on my, right here. I just love it. I love this thing. So you do that research and then you find Bitcoin and you're like, wow, this is better than gold in every way. It's better than silver in every way. It's actually the best form of money that humanity's ever created. And then, you know, you're convicted, you do enough research, you understand it, and then you create an allocation strategy. That is a very rough synopsis of how to go from having no idea what Bitcoin is to becoming a Bitcoin maximalist and, you know, using it as a way to preserve your wealth, potentially a lot of your wealth, as a lot of people that I know in this space do. You got to understand what you're making every month because you can make all the money in the world. But if you spend all the money in the world, then your net is zero <laughs> or worse, you're going into debt. And then you allocate what's left over. And then you can start making plans. Because you can have a spreadsheet and you do a one year, three or five or 10 year. And you can factor in things like compound interest. Go look at a, at a compound interest calculator on the internet. In fact, let's just do that right now. Let's just run through some numbers. So let's see what, let's see what happens here. Compound interest calculator. We're going to find this on Google right now. First, first result. Let's say we do $1,000. Monthly contribution, we'll do... Low numbers for fun, 150, length of time in years. Let's do 20 years. Let's do an interest rate, very low. We'll do 5%. And we'll do 1% variance. Calculate. Okay. So in 20 years, you have $62,000. No, that's actually not very much. Let's see here. So I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take there. I mean, well, for $1,000 investment and then 150 a month, you know, that is actually quite a bit. So what you end up putting, yeah, and this, this is just like, I guess it was, if it would have been a savings bond or something, you know, this doesn't really factor in uh, growth that you can get from stocks and other things, but let's just maybe extend the timeline because 20 is kind of short. And so it basically doubles in 10 years. And then 35, 
Let's try 35 years. Yeah, and it just keeps going up and up and up. And again, this is 1,000 invested, 150. So you'll do 150 times 12 times 35. You'll put 63,000 in and you'll have a you'll you'll have 168,000. So you'll more than have doubled your money doing that. Now, $1,000 and 150 a month is not very much. Hopefully you'd be putting in a lot more than that. Uh, let's say you started with a $10,000 investment all, and then you were putting in 200 a month and let's do 30 years. Let's do 6% rate, five's kind of low. I'm gonna get rid of this variance here and then let's calculate. Oh wait, compound times per year that interest will be compounded. No, you want daily compound interest. That's, that's how this stuff works. Okay, now we're getting into some big numbers. In 30 years, you'll have $262,000 if you invest $10,000 initially. So let's say you have a nest egg of $10,000 and then you contribute $200 a month at about an average rate of 6% interest rate, which is historically less than what you can get in the S&P 500. Historically, the S&P 500, uh, if you did like an index, I think it's around 7.5%. And obviously some stocks are like 10, 15, 20%. And some people have generated 20 to 30% returns. Uh, but they're definitely the anomaly here. So let's just assume this was a very average return. It's pretty substantial. $262,000 on 200 a month. So you would have put 200 times 12 times 30. You would have had invest, you would have invested $72,000 over 32 years and you would then have 262 afterwards. And again, this is simple interest. This, this is not if you're investing in the stock market and you can get outsized returns or if you're investing in something like real estate that can have income that comes out of it as well, as well as all the tax benefits. Uh, there's a lot here. Also, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I'll go into that. So combat interest is very powerful. You know, Einstein said it's like the most amazing thing in the universe, or whatever. Now, like I said at the beginning, you have to read this book. This is how you're going to really get it. You have to get into the assets acquiring mindset and you can only acquire assets if you have money left over every month. Your Net profit or loss, you know, loss would be you getting poor every month, going into debt, which is compounding in the wrong direction. You don't want to do that. That extra money you use to buy assets. Every single month of your life, you should have something that is buying assets on set it and forget it. I use Swan Bitcoin. You can actually go to colin.coach slash Swan to get that. And that buys actually daily for me Bitcoin. I have some automatic investment programs into uh, I buy Apple stock right now and I buy Amazon stock just because I feel like they have monopolies and they're going to be around for a long time. And then I buy Airbnb properties on the side. That's something I'm getting into now. And I'm actually looking into getting into investing in storage unit companies, rather not building them, but, but, but buying them, revamping them, getting the, the rents up, et cetera. That's my current financial strategy. Uh, I'm doing everything I can to keep my expenses as low as possible. So instead of increasing my living as my income increases. I want to actually de decrease my living as my in income increases. And then I can put exponentially more in into my assets every month. Allocate money to assets as often as you can and don't stop and you will eventually become financially free. That's the core key idea here. And I think I'm going to actually have to do two parts to this because then I want to talk about my company and how most of my net worth is actually tied up in my company here. And every single day I wake up, people are buying products and improving their lives using wild foods. 
whether I work or not, I got a team, I got systems, I got content that we built that sits here that Google picks up. You know, we have social media stuff. We have guides, we have videos. It's just an amazing thing when you have a business or you're at least investing in business. Now, now this is an obvious example of how you, I built a business from scratch. Uh, I've invested most of my money into it and you know, my net worth is tied up into it. And that's great. I built that. Uh, this is the hardest thing to do. This is the, you know, this is not for everybody for sure. But think about if you just buy stock in a company. Okay. So let's say you buy Apple stock. Now buying right now, it's probably overpriced, you know, and, and most of the stock market is overpriced. I mean, actually most assets in 2021 are overpriced due to inflation, but let's just assume you're buying consistently. You're not selling. You're not trying to time it. You're not trying to lock up small wins. You're trying to own this stock for a minimum of 10 years. In fact, you shouldn't buy stocks unless your plan is to own them for a minimum of 10 years. That's really how I think most people should approach the stock market. Okay. So let's say you buy Apple. And then tomorrow you wake up and you have, you know, a thousand dollars in your Apple stock. Well, Apple's got something like 50,000 employees, I think maybe it's 75,000 employees where they're just every single day waking up, living, breathing, thinking about how to make you more money, right? Because they want to grow Apple. You're a shareholder in Apple. Apple grows, you make more money. And this is true of any company you invest in, right? Real estate, another example, you pay somebody to manage it, they get 10%, you don't have to do anything. You just basically pay the bills and you have the income come into your bank account. That property gets rented out either Airbnb or a traditional 12 month lease, whatever. And you have somebody that lives in it that pays you every single month, right? And you pay for your mortgage, you pay your taxes, you pay whatever, you have a little bit of a, maybe 10% for repairs if things come up. And then every single year, you make whatever you make. Maybe it's $5,000 a year. Maybe you made 10,000. And that is just pure, mostly passive income that somebody else paid for to live. And you still have your asset. You, you have less debt service. So you have more equity into that asset now. And then you also have income that came in that you can use to buy other assets. It is a, it's a miracle when you actually get a perpetual money machine going. And nobody talks about this enough though. They don't teach this in schools. Most people that aren't already doing this even know it exists. So they don't think about it or, do, or whatever. And they don't pass it down to their kids, right? But it is fascinating. And I, can, and, I, and I promise you, start with this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Understand the difference between asset and liability. Become self-aware enough to know and honest with yourself. Are you wasting money on things? Are you buying things you don't need? Trying to fill some emotional gap in your psyche or to try to impress somebody or whatever. Like there's a lot of ways we waste money. So that's really a topic for another day. Or are you becoming obsessed with increasing your net worth and becoming obsessed with how many assets do I own? I personally, I had a pivotal moment that I think happened sometime in the last few years where I went from caring way, 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 way more about how much money am I using to buy assets? So how many assets am I owning? How much is my net worth growing rather than spending? Because I've been a spender. I spent a lot of money in my, in my younger years and I made some money when I was younger in poker. I spent a lot of it, wasted a lot of it. I've had trips, I've bought things like whatever. And you know, since having kids, I've actually gone the opposite direction uh, and I'm focused on buying assets now. I want income. I want everything in my life to support buying assets to produce me income 
so then I can wake up every day and work if I want to work and don't work if I don't want to work. It's incredible when you get there. It's not the answer to life. You're going to wake up one day. Let's say you have all your lifestyle paid for and you don't actually have to work. Like, let's say you get to that financial freedom, you know, place in your life. You're still going to have problems and you're still going to have to find how to be happy. You're still going to have to figure out what to do with your, your time. Like you could sit around and play video games all day and that might last for a couple of years, but eventually you're going to have to do something that's challenging. You're going to have to build something, create something, help people's. You're going to have to find purpose and meaning. That's actually something that I'm working through right now at this period of my life and I embrace it, but I'm not going to tell you that it's easy by any means. It's definitely a journey. It's definitely, there's going to be ups and downs and you have bad days and good days, right? But not being financially free to be able to do that to me is non-negotiable. So Everything that I've done the past 15 years of my adult working life has been to get to this point and I'm still not really where I want to be. I want like a way more of a cushion, but I have, I had the time, right? I have almost unlimited time and now I have to just get to this inflection point where I have just enough assets to really pay for the whole family's lifestyle uh, that's not reliant still on, you know, working for my company or a salary or anything like that. Cause I'm, I'm not there, right. I'm not there where I don't have to work. I still have to work and I still have to pull in income, but in the next few years, I don't think that will be the case anymore. I think I will be finally financially free from my assets that are producing income to pay for my lifestyle. And then I will take on projects only if, and when I want, I'll only work on what I want and I'll, and I'll, you know, maybe I'll do a passion project. Maybe I'll start another company. I don't know. But it's going to be, it's going to give me unlimited flexibility to be able to do that. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I hope this was useful for you. Again, make sure you get the hub, the newsletter, the better human newsletter, colin.coach, C-O-L-I-N dot C-O-A-C-H. Get that newsletter, opt in. You'll get the better human newsletter once a week. Okay. You also get uh, a few other emails from me every so often, but the hub, the weekly hub is a newsletter and that's where you can get every single show we do and you can pick and choose the pieces of content that are most applicable to you now in your life. Yeah.